Hi there, folks. Welcome to Stinchfield. This is the podcast. Great to have you along. Um, look, we had the Biden administration go pay a visit to China, and guess what? They are once again kowtowing to this nation that is waging economic war on us, and you have to ask yourself, what is the Commerce Secretary, Gina Raimondo, thinking when she says, oh, this is a great partnership. We have to unite together, and we need a stable relationship between China and American. Uh, there's nothing stable about this relationship, and China, unfortunately, under the CCP rule, Chinese Communist Party, cannot be trusted. So with that, I'm going to bring in the new federal state of China. Nicole Tsai is with us. Let's get the party started. Uncensored and unapologetic. This is Stenchfield. Here's your host, Grant Stenchfield. All right, folks, I told you Nicole Sai would be with us. Nicole, welcome to the program. It is great to have you along. Thank you, Grant, for having me. So, Nicole, I have to ask you. Gina Raimondo goes to China. Uh, now, we have literally $700 billion in annual trade with, with China each year. Um, she says we need a stable economic relationship. Wouldn't that be nice if China wasn't waging war on us? Well, it's so ironic. You know what? Uh, days before her visit, the uh, Department of uh, Commerce removed 27 Chinese companies from the sanction list that prohibit them from purchasing American technology. And last month, Gina Raimondo's personal email at, uh, at the, the Commerce Department and 25 U.S. federal government agencies' email system had been hacked by the CCP. So, so against this backdrop, she went there, she shook hands, and she encouraged the American companies continue investing in China, even though many companies doing business in China are telling her that this environment is uninvestable because last month, the CCP has started the rating and cracking down American consulting companies under the, uh, the newly passed counter-espionage law that Beijing uh, tried to use to crack down the American uh, consulting companies. So this is very bizarre that she continues to encourage American companies doing business in China, even though the company doing business there are suffering from the you know raids and arrest and crackdown. Well, look, you have to understand, she's getting the message. I always say the fish rots from the head. So Joe Biden is at the head right now. We know there's evidence, I believe, that he's on the take from China. He said long ago that a rising China is good for everyone, a rising Chinese economy. This is back when he was a senator. So I'm sure she's taking direction from that way of thinking. Um, let me play a clip for you of Gina Raimondo. This is her on uh, CNBC, I believe, and then get your response about this. You were quoted as saying that you, the U.S. wants China to have a strong economy. Is that true? It is true. You know, prior to my visit, I spoke with President Biden to, you know, obviously hear his direction. And what he said in that call, which is what he has said time and time again, is that we, you know, we, the Chinese people deserve uh, a good economy and prosperity. We have no interest to hold China down, to hold China back, to hold the people down. We have an interest to... Uh, protect our national security first and foremost. China's military fusion strategy is very troubling. We have an interest to have a level playing field so that our companies and workers can compete. You know, Nicole, I don't know whether it's naivete on their part, uh, this is the Biden administration, Gina Raimondo, or 
whether it's purposely helping China. I mean, we have no interest in keeping China down. Well, China certainly has an interest in keeping us down. Well, I think the fatal mistake that she made in that statement is that, uh, you know, Biden administration and Gina Raimondo did not understand that there's a big difference between China, CCP and the Chinese people. Of course, you know, we do not want China go down or we do not want Chinese people to go, go down. But the biggest problem is that the Chinese people in China are the biggest victim of the CCP. And this administration is continuing an engagement policy with the regime, with the CCP, instead of the Chinese people. I mean, the best way for American people or American government to conduct a fair trade and business is to start having a relationship with the NFSC. I mean, the you know billions of Chinese yeah. people who want to leave American dream, who want to live by the American value, who want to abide by the American rules. But the CCP does not represent China and Chinese people. Yeah. So they're making a fatal mistake there. You know, when I listened to her, I wanted to ask you about that very thing, because I don't think anybody wants to hurt the Chinese people. I think the Chinese people, as you mentioned, are victims of a brutal regime. They, like anybody, want want freedom. I think she knows that. And I think that she purposefully meshes the two, the CCP and the people, to dupe the uninformed in America, thinking, oh, well, we don't want to keep the people down. But how do you balance and this is probably the hardest question I, I may ever ask you, Nicole Tsai, with the new federal state of China. How do you balance not hurting the Chinese people who are victims of this brutal regime, but also taking down the CCP and crushing the CCP and, and all of their businesses and their economy without hurting the Chinese people? Can it even be done? Yes, it can be done. And uh, the Chinese people want America to stop funding the CCP regime. And because the more investment America sends to China or the technology, you're funding an evil regime. It's like during the Cold War, American company or American investment and technology are helping the KGB, not the Russian people. So the best way to help the Chinese people is for American company and technology and government to stop funding the CCP. And once we take down the CCP, China become a free country. And then the American people can enjoy a free trade, fair trade with the Chinese people. Yeah. Simple like that. But you know what? The biggest problem is that there's a special interest group in this country who, whose profit and wealth are dependent on keeping the CCP in power. And that's why they, don't, they do not want the correct policy to defund the CCP. They want to continue engaging the CCP because you know what? They're profiting from this evil regime. Well, I will say this, Nicole. This is from both sides of the aisle. This is not unique to Democrats and, 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 and it is not unique to Republicans. You look at Dianne Feinstein, the things that, that her family has invested in in China. Uh, you look Mitch at McConnell's wife. Of course, Mitch McConnell's wife, Elaine Chow. She, I mean, th this is one of the biggest. I mean, these people up there, I think they're toasting scotches in the basement of the Capitol at the members bar. And the joke is on all of us. And, of course, the American people and the Chinese people and the people that are profiting are the people in charge of government, sadly, in the United States. And, of course, the people in charge of government in China. There may be a giant ruse on everybody that they're all in it together. That's what's got to stop, but it's got to take the American people to demand it. 
And of course, the Chinese people have to play their role as well in China, Nicole. Well, absolutely. You know, our numbers don't lie. Over the last several decades, the more American investment and technology that went to China, the human rights condition, labor rights have deteriorated because the American companies, corporate America, are using the slave labor, the Uyghurs concentration camp. So, so we don't see any benefit of American people or com- company or government doing business with communist China. We want America to stop funding the CCP so that, you know, we, the Chinese people, can take down the CCP and China will become a free country. And then we can talk about free trade. All right. Let me play a quick soundbite again from Gina Raimondo. This is very quick, but it is so telling as to what priorities are for the Biden administration and their end game with China. Take a listen. Just in the limited time, I wonder if Taiwan came up at all, because when you talk to businesses here, I mean, that is the real issue that they worry about. It did not come up at all. So my question is, Nicole, how in the world does Taiwan not come up when you have an economic summit? Taiwan is just as close to China when it comes to the United States and all the chips that we rely on. How does Taiwan not come up at the conversation? Why I'm so shocked. We know that Taiwan is Silicon Valley number two, and they're very important for for America, not just from the uh, geopolitical standpoint, but also from commercial and business standpoint. And I didn't understand why Taiwan was not coming up, especially we know the imminent attack by the CCP against Taiwan is upcoming. Xi Jinping is determined to uh, take over Taiwan by force. And we, we already know what happened to the Ukrainian war. I mean, the CCP is behind Ru- uh, Russia. The CCP wants to take over the entire world. And how can we not talk about America's mo- one of the most important ally and friends in the Asia Pacific, in the Indo-Pacific area? This is so absurd. It it absolutely is completely absurd. And and. I'm fearful that China will go in and take Taiwan without ever firing a shot. I, I have heard a lot of resignation from some of the Taiwanese people that they think they're resigned to the fact that China may just go in and do this. We certainly don't have the backing of the United States to uh, to go in and, and, and stop. I mean, there's not really even a threat. I don't even think Xi Jinping looks at Joe Biden as a threat. Now, if Donald Trump was in there, he'd be thinking twice about even breathing wrong. But I'm worried they're going to go in and take Taiwan without even a shot being fired. Well, I agree with you. If I were a Taiwanese, I would worry about my safety, my family and friends, because just look at, you know, uh, what America is doing to protect its own border and to protect its own national security, economic security against the CCP. We know that if America cannot protect your own country, how can we how can the Taiwanese expect America to step in and defend their their freedom? So I think we need to talk about what America can do to help itself before we can extend helping hand to other people. Yeah, I I think you're so right on that. Um, And then it gets so that's the issue of China going into Taiwan. Then there's the issue again, this gets back to what we were originally talking about, about China's war on the United States. And boy, wouldn't it be great to be a nation at war with another nation and the other nation is oblivious that the one nation's at war with them. That's how I feel here in the United States. Like the leadership just doesn't understand 
that with all the intellectual property theft, with the cyber attacks, with the putting uh, chips with back doors into our electricity grid, which is China has been caught doing here to basically shut the lights out if, if they wanted to, to the economic war that they're waging us. Now, China's economy is on the brink, and many people say it's in a very precarious position. Now, Miles Guall, the founder of the new federal state of China, you sent me a video from him. I want to play him because he is always so prophetic when he puts these videos together. Everything comes true with what, with his predictions. He predicted, I'll let, I'll let you listen to him and, and, and you know it, but that China may purposefully let their economy suffer to drop an economic bomb on the United States. So let me play this video from Miles and then get your reaction on the other side. This is the most important thing, the CCP said, before the centennial of the party, nothing should happen to the real estate and finance market. When will the CCP let something happen? When is it going to happen? The CCP finally decided that they were going to drop this economic bomb entirely on the US and Europe, like stomping on a sick man. Take all the money from this patient. Taking the last jug of life-saving water. The CCP plans to detonate the economic bomb in full force. Do you know what this means? Everybody, you know what that means. Regarding the CCP's entire non-performing asset. It's not just the Chinese people who have to pay the price. The world is going to pay the price. All of the world's financial markets especially the ones that believed in the CCP in the past who invested a lot of money. That's a big problem. At this point, the price of CCP real estate will systematically fall, leading to many commercial banks, small and medium-sized banks to bankruptcy. Many overseas Western institutional investors will suffer significant losses. All right, so take down the CCP. It ends with, um, this is letting the real estate collapse. Is there banks in the United States? Are there banks in the United States that have loans out to these things? And, and is this one of the big concerns that they'll default on those notes? Well, Miles said that the, the Americans have more than $7 trillion investment in China. So if CCP economy collapse, there's no way for the American people to retrieve your investment. And we, you know, uh, in your earlier episode, we talk about American People's Public Pension Fund, TSP, and retirement savings are, were also invested in communist China. And then, you know, Xi Jinping was being very strategic about when to pull the trigger. I mean, Biden knows that. Remember uh, weeks ago, Biden said, oh, the CCP, China, China's economy is like a time ticketing bomb. He, he was so right about it. And so they chose a specific time to pull the trigger and so to, you know, to, uh, to allow the CCP's economic failure to spill over to America. And so, so this makes Raimondo's visit to China and some of her statements more troubling because if we knew the CCP's economy is falling apart, why does she continue promoting the engagement policy and why does she continue you know urging the american companies you know making further investment in china so i think about that if american companies are making further investment uh, under the direction of Ramondo and 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 those in charge of the government now saying hey this is a great idea miles has been right on every single thing that he he, he says uh she's urging american investors to invest in an economy that could collapse at any moment. And so what Miles was predicting was that Xi Jinping would let the collapse occur to literally bring America to its knees. But what about China? How does that not bring China to its knees? 
Well, it's a great question. You know what? I, I don't think the private sectors or the American companies will actually listen to Joe Biden or Raimondo because they have to look after their own self uh, uh, interest. And we have already know that Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley and many American companies are started dropping uh, their investment in China, meaning that they were selling the Chinese stocks. And so we see a 10 billion capital flight of the foreign investors who have sold out the, the Chinese stocks. And so, so basically money and capital does not like totalitarian regime. They prefer in the you know, safe place, a free market. So I don't think Romano or uh, Joe Biden's policies is going to work China. because nobody is going to listen to them. Well, that's when I get into uncertainty, right? And we're seeing right now, even in America, uncertainty in the markets. You've got very high interest rates. You don't know what's going to come. You don't know what legislation's coming. It's a very rough place to be as an investor. You, you know, I, I, I've told you, I, I'm a small business owner. Now I've sold off my last company, but it was a trucking company. You don't get more American working class than a trucking company, 18-wheeler. I would not want to be in the trucking industry today, not with gas prices just unknown, not with the economy where it's in, and interest rates to buy new trucks. What it costs to buy a new truck today is almost double what it cost me when I got into this business, you know, seven years ago. All that uncertainty leads to trouble. You look at China, all that uncertainty leads to trouble. This is why free markets is everything when it comes to this. And then you talk about how uh, – uh, investors are selling off their investment in China. Well, China is also selling something off. China is selling off U.S. treasuries. They have billions. Of, I was told, actually, it may be trillions in U.S. treasuries that China owns. They sell these off. What happens? They sell them off. Well, in order to, to get new investors, you've got to raise the interest rates on those treasuries. You raise the interest rates on those treasuries. How is America paying its debt? America's paying its debt. To pay off the treasury to those, those are where we borrow money from. Um, that goes up. American debt goes up with these interest rates. It's a perfect storm for destruction here in this country. Absolutely. I mean, we are going to see a perfect storm of economic crisis. And, um, you know, in addition to what we just talked about, Xi Jinping is also trying to work with Putin to, to uh, launch a de-dollarization movement, meaning that they will work with other countries like Brazil, India, and the anti-West countries to start, you know, uh, you know, uh, making RMB, the renminbi, the, the CCP currency to dominant and overplace, you know, uh, outplace US dollars. So I think that would be another disaster. So this is the reason why that we have to treat the CCP like what it is. It is a transnational criminal group. This is an illegal, evil regime. They cannot be treated as a normal government to conduct normal business with American companies because their goal is to de destroy America. So, so Nicole, I, I, I don't mean to laugh because this is such a serious subject. And, and you say these things, which makes so much sense. And then I look at what's going on inside our own government, which makes no sense when it comes to this stuff. Joe Biden, Team Biden, is now looking to put a six-month extension on this science and technology agreement with the Chinese Communist Party, with China, that's been in, a, in place. You and I have talked about this since 1979. It gets renewed every five years. Well, it is set to run up 
August 27th of this month. So they want to run us another six months so we can renegotiate this deal and make sure. But we know that the technology in the United States that's being sent over to China is going to Chinese military, to their Navy, to jet fighter plane systems, to radar systems. We ran down these things. What are we doing even in an agreement like that? Why wouldn't you just let it lapse and cut it, be done with this agreement? Well, those are the great questions that I see there were already six Republican congressmen have been, you know, urging the Biden administration to answer. Why are we not just, you know, scrapping this? Because under this, uh, you know, pact, there have been hundreds of collaborations between the CCP uh, military and national defense with the U.S., uh, you know, research and institution. And according to the Rand report, America's technology is, you know, is the largest source of the CCP's military modernization. I mean, they're not modernizing their military on their own. They're using and depending on the U.S. technology to modernize their uh, Air Force, their Navy uh, and space shift. And then and then we're talking about upcoming World War Three and all this American technology are being used to fund our own demise. <sighs> It makes me sick to my stomach just thinking about it. And then to hear Democrats come out and say that if we let this agreement lapse, we will lose valuable insights into Chinese technology. That's a direct quote. We will lose the value. Do they really think that China is giving us valuable insights into its technology? If that technology that China is producing is worth anything, I promise you, Nicole, they are not giving it to the United States. Absolutely. And I'm a Chinese. I was born in, you know, and grew up in China for a, for a number of years. And the, the CCP is a copycat. I mean, they stole everything. They stole the intellectual property and they did, they did not have anything. They did not have the capability to innovate and for scientific uh, research. They're stealing. And so what, why American people need to have access to the China market to have insights about their technology? They have, they have nothing. You know, we already know that America is the largest source of the CCP's technology and military modernization. Look, one of the great things that New Federal State of China has been doing, and I've watched this really just over the last, I don't know, six, six, eight months. I know it's been working great, but really seems like it's taking off with the inroads into the United States Congress and the inroads you all are making in the United States Congress to get this message out there. What are the chances that we get this blocked? I, I know there's some legislation that's been introduced to make sure Congress is involved whenever we enter agreements with China. Where does all this stand? Well, unless we have President Trump in the White House, I don't think that uh, all the economic crisis and foreign relations uh, will be solved. I mean, all, all these problems you know, I, I, I'm constantly reminded of, uh, you know, the good days when Trump was in the White House. I mean, he was able to, uh, you know, subdue Kim Jong-un, Xi Jinping, and there's no wall. And we didn't have to fund a foreign wall in other country. And gas prices is reasonable, is very low. Everybody can afford driving long distance and uh, small businesses are th were thriving. I, I don't think, you know, all this, you know, talks will, will lead us anywhere until we bring 
President Trump into the White House. Yeah, that's I, my personal opinion. I, I have to agree with you on this. Um, I do want, though, a, a stop to this and, and a six month extension. It just does what, you know, the old saying goes, and I'm always tired of political commentators using this kick the can down the road, kick the can down. But literally, that's really what it's doing. It's just extending this agreement. So, so what? So we can extend it again for another five years? Let's let it lapse. You want to talk about negotiations? How about negotiating when the deal's lapsed and China, China's not getting American technology at all and the deal is kaput? Then maybe we get some real negotiation. Well, absolutely. You know, that um, uh, legislation ha- has been in fact for so many years. And what is the outcome of that law? Well, it, that's the rise of the CCP to the global power. It doesn't do any benefit to the American manufacturer, to the blue blue collar workers, to the middle class. I mean, in this country, I'm shocked to see that the middle class is shrinking. Small businesses are dying and big corporations are claiming monopoly and you know, freedom of speech we're losing. I mean, everything that's happening before my eyes are reminding me of yeah. where I was coming from, communist China. Yeah. Because in, in China, this, the CCP and the elites, the ruling class controls everything. And the small people, the silent majority have to suffer all the consequences. And I hate to see this country that I love is becoming the country that I fled. Yeah. You know, it, it scares me because you give me this same message. I have friends from Venezuela that give me the same type of message as they've watched their country just recently be destroyed by by this kind of totalitarian regime, this dictatorship, and seeing the seeing two people from two different sides of the world, but both under under the thumb of communism, basically, um, see those same signs in the United States is is scary to me. But new federal state of China is there. Stinchfield's army's here, and uh, we are we are never going to stop fighting, and we do it together, Nicole, because this country's worth it, and, and without this country the entire world fails. Absolutely. America is an exceptional country. It's one nation under God. And um, this country is worth us fighting for. So we're thankful every day for being able to be here on the U.S. soil so we can make our voice heard. And I, you know, being an American citizen is uh, one of the proudest decisions I've ever made in my whole life. So thank you for yeah. being with us in this common fight for freedom. Well, it's uh, we're happy to have you as an American citizen. It is sad that you and the other members of the new federal state of China and so many immigrants who come here and become citizens are bigger freedom fighters than many Americans are. And uh, and that's sad to see. But uh, there's so many Americans that are right there with us on all of this watching right now. And so uh, God bless every single one of you. God bless Stinchfield's army out there for uh, for putting up the good fight. And we will win it in the end. I promise you that we will win. Um, Nicole side, new federal state of China. Just tell everybody where you where we can find you. You can follow us on NFSA Speaks on Twitter and visit us on nfscofficial.com. And uh, we're also regular guest uh, on, you know, on your show, wonderful show. And 
Uh, thank you so much for having me today. Absolutely, Nicole. And uh, she said on this podcast, of course, Real America's Voice, and even she's coming on my radio show recently uh, out in Los Angeles to do that. So uh, the reason that is is because this message is so important to spread. Uh, Nicole, again, thank you to everyone, New Federal State of China. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, all right, folks, that's going to do it for us. I so appreciate you watching. Streaming live on Rumble, by the way. Um, it has been absolutely a pleasure. We're going to keep building this live stream here on, on this program. Um, don't forget the podcast. You can check us out just anywhere you get podcasts. Just type in Stinchfield. And then, of course, the website, GrantStinchfield.com, GrantStinchfield.com. It is so great. Having you all along, God bless every one of you, Stinchfield's Army Rolls.